Welcome to Fiercely Authentic. My name is Natalie Gifford, and I'm here to help you lean into your most authentic self. If you are looking to explore the hard things, navigate through your healing, and be empowered by knowing you're not alone, you've found the right place. I'm here to walk through your healing and hard stuff with you, to encourage you to grow and expand outside your self-imposed limitations, and to realize that you are worth your very best. I want this podcast to be a safe place to explore our most precious relationship, the one we have with ourselves. In doing so, allowing our outside connections to be strengthened and freeing ourselves to live our best lives. Welcome to Fiercely Authentic. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fiercely Authentic. I'm your host, Natalie, and I am so excited for you to join me on this episode. In this episode, I want to talk about having hope when you feel like there's no hope left. I honestly have started recording this podcast about three times now. The first two times, I was complaining. I was griping. I was moaning and groaning, wallowing in my own self-pity, and just begging, I guess, for everybody Oh, woe is me. Just give me your woe. I am woe. Woe is me. But I couldn't, I couldn't even finish it because honestly, that's just not me. Now I'll have, I'll have my moments of pity parties. I'm human just like everybody else. But let me give you a little background. About, I want to say about seven, I don't know. I don't know the exact time. Some time ago, I got diagnosed by a rheumatologist with fibromyalgia, moderate osteoarthritis, scoliosis of the spine, and loose joints. <laughs> Basically old people stuff. And not only not to mention the fact that I've already had back surgery when I was 23. And when I was going through that stage, I was all every time I went to the doctor, I was surrounded by the older generation. But here recently, I've come to the realization or at least accepted the fact that I'm going to need a little extra help. I had my pain pretty well managed uh, prior to having Paxton, my uh, now almost about to be 14-month-old child. Uh, don't you love how people do months? A year and two-month-old child. Um I had my pain very well managed. I had my health really under control. Um, I was at my fittest. I was at my thinnest. And physically, I was at my happiest. And, and you know, my, my mentality was right up there with it. Um, and because of this, I was actually able to get pregnant. Something I was told I was never going to be able to do. So before I start going further into this, I want to let everybody know that I... Am so very blessed, so very blessed. Those w- there are women out there who deal with PCOS, which I also have, and insulin resistance, which I also have, and will never have children. So I get that. I am very, very blessed. And <clears throat> excuse me, please don't allow any of anything that I'm about to say make you feel like I don't understand that. Okay, so let me get to my point. Ever since becoming pregnant, 
Well, actually, while I was while I was pregnant, all my doctors were saying you are probably going to feel the best you will ever feel in your life. I guess it has something to do with hormones. Um, there's a lot going on inside of my body. Things are loosening up. You know, just yeah, everybody knows pregnancy stuff. Um, and aside from being extremely fatigued, I really did feel really good. I wasn't having pain days. Um, I wasn't having migraines. Uh, I had really no morning sickness. About the only problems that I experienced was uh, my blood pressure kind of crazy. was kind of crazy through it. And I retained a boatload of fluid. And then last year, honestly, was basically a blur. Um, if you just want me to <clears throat> be fully transparent with you on that. Um, d- you know, dealing with postpartum depression. Uh... I, I chalk it up to the fact that I didn't I never allowed myself to even imagine having children because I had been told pretty early on that I was never gonna be able to have one without help and even then my chances are very unlikely. Um so I didn't even get I didn't even get to pretend. And then of course whenever I was a kid, um, and dealing with everything that I was dealing with, I wanted nothing to do with it. I I completely shut myself off from that possibility. So, even in the vision aspect of it, I was severely unprepared to be a parent. Thankfully, I have several great um, parent role, um, role models, I guess you could say, in my life. And, uh, I've been blessed with a very pretty easy child, but that compounded with postpartum depression and just my, you know, already existing mental illnesses being exasperated by that postpartum depression, um, basically last, oh, and, oh, excuse me, and, uh, moving and, um, trying to find a new job because I didn't think I had any room for advancement in my current career. Finding out that my current employers did not want me to go and valued me, which I knew they valued me, but I didn't know they valued me enough to where they were able to compensate me in a, in a sense that I felt comfortable enough to stay, you know, where I could financially, you know, uh, financially provide for my family along with Kyle, my husband. Um, getting my IT certification, writing my book, starting this podcast, starting my blog. Uh, I, I, I guess you could say I kind of went through a manic stage with my postpartum. I had a lot going on that I was trying to figure out on top of trying to be a mom. And great, great times, don't get me wrong. But basically, it was a, it was a blur. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of great things have happened in my life over the last couple of years. And everything just kind of blurred together. Um, Anyways, to get to my point, here recently, I've started pulling out of my mental fog. And, you know, taking, trying to take charge of my health again. And finally just came to the realization that I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. I don't. I'm I'm not in the same position I was prior to Paxton to where I could go, where I feel comfortable going and working out five times a week for two hours at a time. Um, I would prefer to spend my Sunday afternoons, you know, 
playing with Paxton, so I'm not I'm not spending two to three hours meal prepping, although I do in a sense, uh, in easy fashions. Um, and above all else, we're still not sleeping a hundred percent well. And prior to Paxton, I you know I kind of dealt with a little bit of insomnia, but I was still getting eight hours at least six between six to eight hours a night and then on days where I just didn't feel good I could just go take a nap <laughs> uh that doesn't happen often anymore and and I'm not trying to I'm I'm sound like I'm complaining but I'm not I'm trying to get to my point I'm, my point is is I can't I'm not in a position where I can manage my health by myself like I was before I need a little extra help I just don't think I was prepared to accept the fact that I was going to need as much extra help as we decided upon today, my new doctor and I, who is referring me to a rheumatologist, so I'm just so excited to see what what she um, will suggest. Uh, I purposefully got hooked up with female doctors um, just because I've I've been lucky dealing with the male doctors that I have dealt with, especially my gynecologist, Dr. Robertson, in the Willis-Knighton Women's Clinic. Y'all, if you're in the Bossier City, Louisiana area, go see him. He's amazing. I'm just having some issues with Willis-Knighton hospital system themselves and my old insurance and billing problems. So I've just, that just put a bad taste in my mouth. So I've decided to go to Christian Shumpert hospital system. And um, to the doctor today, who I'm going to get to know, obviously, uh, was very knowledgeable, listened very, you know, very intently, uh, did not demean or anything, was actually quite impressed with how well prepared I was. And I said, obviously, I've been through this before. Um, after having our conversation, she just kind of looked at me and said, Natalie, you are doing a great job. But I think you need a little extra help. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, with everything you've described um, and, you know, have you answered some of my questions with, you know, irritability and all that? I think you are still kind of struggling with uh, anxiety, depressive disorder, some sort of that. And I said, well, you know, I can't really argue. And she's like, well, you know, uh, she explained she said, I'm proud of the fact that you got to the point where you are now and you're feeling good every day, but I'm still a little worried about how low and how fast, how fast you can get as low as you do and how it's hard for you to pull out. So why don't we go ahead and get back on some medication? There's no shame in medication, but I was not prepared for that offer. We discussed a few options um, and decided to get back on Zoloft. I was not aware that Zoloft helps with fibromyalgia pain, but it makes sense. Um, a lot of antidepressants do, and I had, you know, I did well on Zoloft while I was uh, in the midst of my postpartum and breastfeeding. So, anyways, not only am I going to go back to old lady doctor rheumatologist, um, I worried a doctor enough with my mental state that she wants me to try medication and she doesn't strike me as one who just likes to feed people pills um, she strikes me as one as who really wants to help so we agreed and I've been kind of wallowing in self-pity ever since 
I kind of lost my hope. But God kind of kicked me in my butt, I guess you could say, um, as I've been praying. And there's nothing wrong with getting help, y'all. In fact, I'm the biggest advocate for that. I'm just so hard on myself that if somebody else was telling me this story, I would get on to them. But since it's coming, it's me talking about me, oh, you know, my standards are so high. And that's that's just, that's some of the things that I've been trying to work on. Um, so instead of wallowing in self-pity, instead of <laughs> making things worse, I'm going to choose to find joy in this. Instead of taking away my time from Paxton and trying to do the things that I was doing before he was here, I'm going to choose to accept some help so I can be present and I can offer him a balanced and happy mom. That's all I've ever wanted to be since I found out he existed. And now I'll be able to help a more, uh, help offer a more balanced and happier wife to Kyle who's been pretty amazing. Uh, through this, still a man, still can be aggravating, but pretty amazing. Don't tell him I said that. Actually, you can. I try to tell him every day. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, I want to offer you this one piece of advice. There is nothing wrong with accepting help. And we can find hope in the midst of our storm. I much rather get a little bit of help now to get me back to the state of mind I was before so I can be the best I can be for Paxton. And if I have to take medicine for the rest of my life, so what? If I have to deal with um, old lady issues until I actually become an old lady, so what? I much rather get help and be around, you know, be seen by knowledgeable doctors who are actually invested in in making me better and making my life better than denying it and allowing it to get worse and having flares and having days where I just can't get out of the bed because it hurts so bad and missing out on stuff. I much rather sacrifice what I say is a little bit of my dignity and swallow a little bit of my pride and stand up for the fact that God allowed those scientists and doctors to come up with this medicine for this very reason. To help us navigate this life that can be so difficult. And we were not designed to do it on our own. So, I'm choosing hope instead of to mope. (laughs) That's a new catchphrase. I'm choosing to hope instead of to mope about this. I'm choosing to actually become excited to get a little relief. And be able to be more present and more involved and more engaged in, in my life, in Paxton's life, in Kyle's life. And if you're in the same situation or something very similar, I, suggest, I, I highly encourage you to not be shamed if you need a little extra help. We all do from time to time. So, that's that. I thank you for uh, offering me your ear and listening to me uh, work through this. Um, I hope it helps somebody. If it does, or if you just want to connect, please just shout out uh, to me on either the Anchor app or find me on my Facebook page called Fiercely Authentic. 
Um, I'd be, um, I'd, I'd love to connect. Uh, and I would also ask if you could, um, if you felt this podcast helps you at all, consider helping um, support me, well, us, really, so I can continue this and can continue to offer this type of content. Um, I, it, I'd greatly appreciate it. My family would greatly appreciate it. It doesn't have to be much. If it can't be financial, uh, just continue to pray for it, that God uses this platform for what it's supposed to be. Anyways, I hope y'all have an amazing day. I hope you grab life by the horns and continue to pursue your dreams. And I hope you always, always remember that you are worth your very best. Thank you.